health and fitness with David Hollywood. Presents 103. Hello and welcome to Health and Fitness. Coming up on this week's show, very soon you'll meet the Athlone men who've climbed to the highest peak of every county in Ireland. We hear from the older person's charity alone about what we can do to help everyone have a safe and happy Christmas this year. And you'll hear about the Bo Jackson Cup, a remarkable community event in memory of a man who's inspired people to go the extra mile for mental health in Westmeath. Ireland and the Midlands is known for its scenery. However, we do tend to occupy it rather than appreciate it. Two men who've gone against that particular grain are Luke Callanan and Shane Goff. These two Westmeath men have developed a resource called Irish County Peaks. You want to learn about how to walk the highest point of your county? Just visit countypeaks.ie. My first question was to Luke Callanan. What inspired them to take on such a massive endeavour? I suppose it kind of started off when we came out of COVID that there was a lot of effort being made to get people to travel around Ireland, holiday in Ireland and see see stuff around around their own country. So as a result of that, we said we'd start looking at the highest peaks in every county and touring around and, and uh, doing all of that. So we, we started it on the basis of just a personal thing of like liking to do that ourselves. And then as we were doing it, we realised sometimes there's a bit of research involved in actually finding these places and, you know, knowing how what kind of boots you need or terrain is going to be, that sort of stuff. So we started documenting it for ourselves. And then we realised, this might be useful for other people if they want to do it for, you know, a New Year's resolution or, you know, even if they just want to pick the county peak in their own county or a couple of ones neighbour neighbouring them. Um, so that was really... That's where it all came out of there, and then it just it, it went from there. And we, you know, Shane mainly developed the the YouTube clips and that complemented the the Google Maps stuff. So, yeah, that was really it. And then we we were showing it to friends, and then you know they said, "Right, wow, that's that's really useful. Yeah, that's something I would like." And you know, it just spiraled from there, really. Yeah, it sounds like a great resource, Shane. Uh, Luke mentioned there that um, you were putting together the YouTube clips. Um, what's what was involved in developing the online resource side of of this project? Uh, really, just uh, the videos are quite basic. Um, they were just kind of phone quality, but kind of higher end of the phone quality. If we if we could, we kind of got to that point with them, and uh, basically just got them got them good and clean looking, and added a bit of audio to them just to make them a bit you know more tolerable to watch. But uh, they're only about between one and a half and three minutes long, so they're not kind of too painful to, to to watch. You know, you kind of watch the stuff and flicking on. We didn't kind of want people doing that. So um, yeah, no, th- that was. That was a nice part of it. So just, yeah, for, for every hike, we're just kind of documenting from the starting point, you know, uh, car park, nearby kind of landmarks and stuff so that you knew you were in the right area. And then, say, if there was a couple of different directions you could walk off to start that maybe it could send you wrong, we would kind of video, move the camera to the angle that you should go. You know, things like that, just small things. But then it was just as simple as, uh, you know, I'd have them kind of edited in the car on the way home and uploaded by the time we got home because... I was always terrified having them on my phone that I'd lose it somehow. And getting into the habit of those things make it a lot easier, I suppose, yeah. once you just always do it every time you do it. Yeah, definitely. And that uh, if we'd lost any of them, that we'd have to go back and do the hike again. <laughs> so uh, thankfully that didn't happen, uh, even though there was a couple that... Um, most No, was it just one uh, that we did and we had to we didn't make it the first time, so we had to weather 
weather reasons and stuff like that we oh, had to come okay. back mm-hmm. and try it another time so that was a nice one to get done the second time around um, it's that's uh, it's interesting um it's an interesting process to go through. Were you, were the two ye always into hiking and that type of thing before the pandemic, or did it really just strike you during uh, during that time? Um, we had done a couple of hikes here and there, or trails and walks like that. But um, myself and Luke could be a lot into you know kind of cool things around Ireland and stuff like that, you know, okay. and uh, going seeing nice places and sure. Where better you going to get to the top of a mountain? You know, in this country, it's great. There's lovely scenery, lovely places to go, lovely towns, and uh, we we jumped at the opportunity to do it. So I see you've a Lahinch surfer's top on there, so you'd be into that as well. I I wear the top. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about surfing. I tried it a few times. It's very hard, isn't it? <laughs> I think uh, in I, I like when we're in kind of small areas like that, uh, little towns and stuff, um, to kind of local shops and stuff to sell sell nice yeah. local uh, clothing. I try and buy a few bits here and there, but yeah. No, I'm not a, a, a surfer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. And what about like feedback on, on the project, Luke? Um I imagine <laughs> I imagine you've been you've been hearing some positive stuff. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean like the the biggest like the way we the only way we can measure it, like look this this isn't something that you know we're not this isn't a really high end level. This is a practical guide on how to get to these places. When we looked into this, what you find is that if you look into the some of the more complex or hard find places are hard to manoeuvre there's a hundred different articles online there's videos that go on for fucking half an hour but this was short simple snippets with clear information on, on how you do it that was that was the idea of it uh, the, the only way we can measure it at the moment the structure the way it is formatted is through views on the Google uh, links and through views on the YouTube videos so like you know when we started this before we even put it out to anyone um, we were putting it around to friends and there was there was you know maybe a couple of thousand but that's gone gone way, way through the roof now with, with it um, I think there's something like 10,000 who have, have viewed the Google Maps and stuff so you know look at Really, the idea is it's it's a help for people. You know, hopefully, people will actually start doing them now in the new year because this time of year it's very hard. You know, yeah. brightness till five o'clock, but in the new year, there's an opportunity there for people. You know, even a New Year's resolution, if they want to tip away at it throughout the year, it'd be it'd be nice to see people doing it and putting them on social media and stuff like that as well. You know, because at the end of the day, it's like Shane saying it like this. The, the country is amazing and there's so many really interesting and, and, and fantastic spots to visit that you would have never gone to otherwise. I mean, one of the, one of the high points is in, for example, in Antrim and it's near Cushion Dahl up on the Antrim coast, Truston. And like the, the landscape for that high peak was completely unique. It was totally different to anything we had seen at any other high peak. So there was, there was really interesting stuff like that to see that you wouldn't even expect. You, you assume the likes of the Kerrys and the Galways and the Mayos, but, but you know, there's loads here as well. The Sleep Blooms are there and, um, amazing. We did that New Year's Day. Um, and it was covered in snow, and I think it was it was one of the they were all great, but that was one of the real amazing ones because you know from from when we started it was just snow all the way up, and that was I I think that was up there one of the best. Well, uh, touch on what you experienced in, in while kind of t- doing this project uh, after the break. Uh, just a, a final point on on the project itself and and the experience of putting it together and that type of thing. Um, would you ever look to do something along these lines again, or do you think it's a complete a complete one off? Well, like originally we said, this was going to be a once off. We're now thinking of you know 
it, it, I mean, it's like it's good to stay active. It's good to stay doing stuff and, and out and about. We're thinking about possibly going and doing some of the peaks in, for example, in England, Scotland, Wales. Um, you know, potentially further afield. You know, there's other stuff you could do. You know, for example, the offshore islands of Ireland. There's amazing offshore islands uh, in, the, in this country, and I, we've both been to a good few of them ourselves already. Anyway, just on a personal level, um, I think th- th- you know we we have to just watch the space and keep keep an eye on it. But definitely, I think if we get the opportunity, we'd love to do do something else with it again. Good stuff. You're listening uh, to Luke Callanan and Shane Goff, and these two Athlone lads have uh, gone to the top of the highest points of all 32 counties, and they've mapped them out and put uh, together a really decent online resource. And we're going to talk to them about the sights, the sounds, and the people that they met along the way after the break. Health and fitness with David Hollywoods. You're very welcome back to Health and Fitness this evening. I am joined by Luke Callanan and Shane Goff, uh, two Athlone lads uh, who, um, over the course of the last couple of years, have put together an online resource, uh, Irish County Peaks, all 32 counties, uh, the highest points of which have uh, been mapped by the two lads. And uh, what I wanted to ask you now, since we come back from the break, uh, Shane, is firstly, because it's such a kind of big project and and it's so broad in terms of its scale and scope. What has doing it changed yourself at all? Do you feel personally based on kind of what you saw and what you've done? Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, changed me personally as in, you know, sometimes you could get into something and you'd, you'd get really far along with it and then you just kind of push it to one side and you mightn't finish it or you mightn't continue on with it and you wouldn't think too much about it. But uh, this was kind of after the first few hikes we were like oh this is a bit of crack and that and we you know but I think we were determined from the start going we have to finish this you know so it definitely helped me in that sense that you know if you take something on do it right and finish it whereas before I might have been a bit more relaxed about stuff like that but um, yeah that's 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 what it's done for me and the obvious stuff as well uh, fitness and stuff like that that it really helped with um Luke plays rugby and, and, and I kind of, I'm, in my line of work, I, w- I wouldn't get a lot of time for kind of fitness stuff. I'd try and go to the gym as much as I could, but, uh, it really helped with, uh, with the fitness stuff. And, uh, yeah, just really good for the head, you know? For the fitness stuff, then, did you find initially when you were taking on a steep hike or whatever, you'd be really feeling it? Oh, yeah, 100%. And some, some of them from as soon as you get out of the car and, and put your boots on, you're just straight into a, a steep climb. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, can be, it can be very tough from the start. And uh, at the start, I probably wasn't stretching or doing stuff that I should have been doing. And then you'd be cursing afterwards going, you were in pain and stuff. But uh, So you'd stretch, like, say, um, anyone who's thinking of going for a hike over the course of the Christmas period, uh, I know I did it with, with my dad and my uncles, like you'd go up uh, the Wicklow Mountains every Christmas. And would you say stretch before or after that type of thing? I would say if you're looking up at it from as soon as you get out of the car going, that's very steep, I would say definitely do a bit of some kind of loosening up. But um, if it was more of a trail to get going and get walking, you're kind of warming up your legs before any kind of hard stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, more so uh, even doing a bit after as well, which we kind of learned in the later hikes. We, We did a lot of the easier ones at the start and we got a lot out of the way. And then at the end... We probably should have done it the other way around and got the harder ones out. But um, at the end, the, the, when we started doing the, the province highest peaks and stuff like that, they were hard on the body. That's that's interesting um, because talking to you is 
a short time ago, uh, you seemed to compress uh, or you got a lot of them done uh, towards the end because you could see that maybe the finish line in sight. So, Luke, were you guys taking on a lot of the hardest climbs in a compressed period of time over the last while? Uh, yeah, we probably <clears throat> like we probably started off doing the easiest ones at the start, you know, um, and sometimes we even got a couple of them done quite quick over a weekend, you know, where we really put the pressure on. The difficulty with ourselves is that you know, Shane works in the entertainment industry, so the hours would have been different, so it was hard to sometimes put time aside. Um, but yeah, so like some of them, but like one of the other things just to mention as well, like we, any place we went, we used to always try and look for somewhere to get a swim in as well and that was always something you know if you went for uh, you know a cold plunge or swim somewhere in the lake it, it, that that was a massive thing because if you're driving you know two hours home from a place after doing a fairly strenuous climb you know you could, you'd be seizing up on the way so a swim was always a great thing to help the recovery and um Shane says you play a bit of rugby who do you play for uh yeah I play a bit with Buccaneers there in Atlone so um oh, good stuff. yeah yeah. Stuff. yeah, no, we, we, we've plenty of time for Buccaneers covered their AIL, AIL campaign. Um, I suppose no harm having that kind of conditioning uh, taken on uh, these climbs to some degree or other. What strikes me whenever I go for any kind of a hike is that uh, the people you come across, they're always good natured. You know, it's something about the environment. It, it, there's some, you know, you can walk past someone on the street, there's no eye contact, mm-hmm. whereas yeah. you're 20 feet away from someone on, on a hike and you go out of your way to be like, how are you going? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you find the experience of coming across strangers uh, in, in, in the midst of doing the Irish County Peaks? Yeah, well, like, you see, it, they're very varied, the, these trails, because some of them are, are, are well, well-trodden paths and they're, they're marked and so on and a lot of people do them. Others are very rarely, uh, Got, gone visited by hikers or, or, or tourists or whatever. So, I, personally, I found they, they were the ones that were most interesting because what happened in those ones that you tended to not meet anyone maybe on them, and we we would start them fairly early. You know, we'd leave we'd leave the house there maybe half six seven o'clock uh, to go down the country and start them. But the best thing about that was meeting local people in the area who very often would be nearly almost shocked that you were doing it. You know, um, and like there's so many stories. With, we could hear, be here all evening, but one of them, for example, we were in, um, we were in up in Antrim there and, uh, Cushendall and we went after we had stayed up there because we were going to do a couple over a weekend and we had stayed overnight. So that night we went out and we went into a local pub there just to see what was going on. And we were chatting away and it was a very small, uh, local pub and we noticed that everyone kind of started kind of looking over at us and there was guys being thrown over. And next thing there was people coming into the pub and kind of looking, looking at us again and going to chat to the locals. We said, what's going on? And then we were just about to leave and, uh, you know, a few locals that had a few pints and your man came up to me and he says, come here, we must ask you, he said, everyone wants to know, he says, are you the two Johnnies? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, you know, so there was stuff like that that was just comical and uh, that made it, that really added to the whole experience too, you know. <laughs> I can see where they're coming from slightly, actually, especially in through their eyes. You kind of see what they're seeing, and that that's that's something else. Um, uh, what about your own relationship then? I've, you, I've, obviously, you guys were friends before this. Um, what kind of um, uh, what kind of effects does that have on a friendship going through so the, the, all of this? Oh, definitely. Like uh, myself and Luke only probably know each other would be four years. So, yeah. You know, through uh, mutual friends. Mm. Um, yeah, like it's we, we're we're great mates. Like you know, we don't just hike together. You know, we socialize together, and you know, like whatever friends you know do hang out. You know, but uh, 
Yeah, no, it's 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 been great. Just, there has there hasn't been any arguments or any <laughs> any um anything like that happened. We got on we got on great for all of them. So hopefully it stays that way for any uh, future uh, future <laughs> things we take on. We could end up killing each other. I never know. <laughs> well, I suppose it's an endorsement of the relationship that you go through all of that and and that there wasn't a crossword said yeah. ultimately, and probably an endorsement of what you were doing in 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 that respect as well. Um, the aspect about the locals is is interesting. Um, is there anything that you feel you learned about people generally from from doing this uh, in terms of you know? Because I suppose we hear so much about the way the world's changing, and and there's always enough negative headlines to fill fifty seven papers every every day. But uh, you're probably seeing the other side of humanity when you're doing this. Yeah, definitely. I, I I think you kind of hit the nail on your head uh, or on the head when you said it yourself about when you when you're hiking and you meet people up on a trail or on a mountain, they're just just so happy to kind of meet other people, and I think that says a lot about the activity and just get out and do it, and it'll put a smile on your face. You know, it can be hard in places, but it's it's rewarding, and uh, you get to meet some nice people whether you're on on the hill or going somewhere nice afterwards. You know, um, Luke, you mentioned. Uh the scenery in, in, in Antrim was pretty uh, breathtaking uh, but I presume you know, to even take it on a provincial basis um, or a regional basis, there's there's probably something pretty spectacular uh, that's reachable for, for everybody in the country. Well, yeah, uh, definitely, like, I mean, yeah, there's so there's so many places around and we've, we have done other, uh, you know, small little peaks and mountains and things around the place that aren't, for example, covering the Google Maps they're not a county high peak so there's loads to see, I mean like, as I said, Ardairn here which is the highest point and actually both Offaly and Leash, it's, and usually it's, it's both counties and like, that's that's a that's a beautiful walk and a, and a hike you know, it's not, a, it, there are different routes up, it's the standard route we went a, a longer one, but the standard route is very, very easy to do and, and it's very enjoyable, so like every county has something, I mean I think well, yeah, Westmead is the lowest county point okay. in in Ireland, but at the same time, it's in a forest park park located there outside Castle Potter towards kind of the Mead border, Old Castle. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the forest park, Mullamine maybe. Mullamine, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, it's it's a beautiful, it's a be- natural native beach forest walk, and it's 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 lovely, you know. So all of them are all of them give some bring something different. You know, and that's the, that's the beauty of it. Like, you mentioned as well, just the locals and the people you meet. One of the interesting things about more, said higher points is that there's, there's tends to be kind of, sometimes there's, there's always local dynamics. And one of the, one of the ones that also has, is, is on the border of two counties is the, um, Knockmeal Down in South Tipperary. And it's on the border of Tipperary and, Waterford, and like that, we, we did the Knockmeal Downs, and again we went to the local place for a bit, a bit of food and and and, and a pint, and uh, you know the locals were having were asking us, you know, well, which county do you think is it, is it Tipperary or Waterford? And there was people from both both counties in the place <laughs> looking around to see which we would say, you know. So the lo- the local dynamics were very very interesting to pick up in, in different counties. Yeah, I'd say it is. It's fascinating, and and um, there's 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 that dynamic in so many places across Ireland because the, the the borders aren't straight lines in in uh, in so many respects. What was like the the, the hardest day you can remember? Uh, I'd say there's a few, but like um, talk to us about when and where that that the, the thing first thing that comes to mind, Shane. I think first thing that comes to mind, we both agree on this. Um, uh, was definitely the first attempt on the. Galway, County Galway, County Peak. Um, 
the first day we went, the weather wasn't great, but we're like, it's it's doable. We've done we've done plenty. We thought we were the big lads, you know, and we hadn't really. I think that was one of the first of the the biggest ones we've done, and uh, we looked at what we thought was the best route to go up, you know, and uh, we went up that way, and we got to that route, and we thought it'd be a nice, you know, easy walk across to the top of the next peak. And it wasn't just your typical kind of false peak. You get up there and you're like, oh, God. And then the weather got really bad and we had to kind of come down from that area to go back up another bit. And we started to come down and we were slipping and sliding around the place. A lot of it was grass and it was rain and wind and we had to call it. And it was we were we were at it for a good few hours before we before we called it. So we went home defeated that day. And it was a, a long, quiet drive. But uh, we went back a couple of months later and... Uh, we got it done, and I think I think because we failed it the first time, that was probably the one where we were really like, "Oh, that's that's great, that's great to get done." Out of all of them, um, mm. that was the only one I think we had to kind of do twice. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, definitely, d- definitely, that's that's the one for me now. I don't know, Luke yeah. might tell you something different, but I say it's the same. It, it it it's emotionally taxing, isn't it? That false peak thing when your legs are tired and the suddenly the rain's coming at you and you just don't know if you're going to get to the top. Yeah, no, and, and like some of it's got to do with terrain as well, you know, and if and and having the right footwear and things like that, you know. I mean, like as I mentioned, Ben Bond is the highest point in golf. It's one of the one of the twelve pins or twelve pins even. Um, but like the most difficult part of that, there's two things. One is the terrain because parts of it are just grass, and if grass is wet, no matter what boots you're wearing, you're going to be slipping all over the place. You know, it's a nightmare. But the other side of it is that there's no clear route up. It's very, very hard. It's, at times, if there's no route up a mountain, it can be very hard to work out how you're going to approach this. And if you go the wrong way about it, to get back around to start from another approach can take you ages, you know. So, again, that's probably one of the best examples where I feel if I had the Google Maps thing that we had in the YouTube videos, it would make it so much easier because you'd have a clear sight is right, I know how to tackle this. Um, but then again, like that, doing those ones was probably, it felt like far more of achievement, you know, than, than others. Like Karen Tool obviously is the biggest mountain in Ireland. Mm-hmm. It, that, it was great to get that done. We actually left that to last because we felt, you know, it'd be nice to finish and do that then at the, at the very last peak. But, uh, but in some ways, the ones where there was no path up or people didn't do them as much felt like a far bigger achievement, you know. Okay, that's interesting. And the legacy of it is um, Irish County Peaks and it's it's there for people to to be that little bit of assistance and that little bit of guidance uh, when they uh, decide to get themselves out the front door and, and, and take on a hike. Uh, just to wrap up, lads, I suppose, I'll ask both of you, Luke, first, um, to give us... Uh, your perspective on what the biggest benefit of getting out there and, 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 and walking across Irish scenery is, what, what the thing is that comes to mind first in a positive sense uh, when you think back on everything that you guys did or, or that you might do again in the future. Yeah, well, it's hard to say one thing, but I mean, what you would say is that it's it's an amazing way to connect with our, their physical our physical environment that we live in every day that we, parts of it we may not see at all, but it's also it's a link. There's so much links to history and culture. Like every high peak has a name, and the name is invariably from Irish. You know, when you take for example the Offaly High Point, as I said out there, that in Irish that's Ard Aidan, which means the high point of Ireland, which gives you an idea of what the prominence that that point had for people's and cultures and, and tribes probably originally in that area for a long period of time. So there's a whole link to our history, our past. Um, and for me, that was a big thing as well. And we have Irish 
the translations of all the High Point's names on the Google Maps link as well to explain what they mean. Uh, mo- vast majority of these points had a big, big, big cultural and sometimes even political significance going back in, in our history. So for me, that was a huge thing. There was two things for me. One was that and the other thing was that the actually physically getting out and, and doing a bit of exercise, enjoying yourself and, you know, you feel you feel great at the end of it. That's uh, Shane, I'd say you'd, you'd, you'd echo, obviously, what, what Luke said there. Um, what about from your own perspective? Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, just, we've, we've a lovely country with amazing scenery and lovely people walking around these lovely places. And I just say, for, for your head and for your, your physical body as well, just get out and do it and enjoy it. And uh, hopefully what we've done here, look, I'm sure, uh, I know so many other people have done all these county peaks and stuff, but... We've documented it and we've done it in a way that's very accessible to anybody. So you literally go onto countypeaks.ie and bang, up comes the map with all the points on it. You just click on where you want to go and it'll tell you all the information. And we just, uh, from what started off or something for ourselves, we want it to be for everyone and just encourage people just to, there's nothing to benefit us out of this, you know, we just genuinely want to share what we've done and just get it out there and go out and enjoy yourself. Next, alone are asking us to share our warmth with older people. Health and Fitness with David Hollywood. Now, Friday evening, you're getting the shopping finished. The presents have been wrapped. They're under the tree and you're very much looking forward to spending time with the family. That's the ideal scenario. Maybe the picture perfect reality. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, that isn't what will happen over the course of the Christmas weekend. Uh, They will actually uh, be alone. And there's a huge amount of people across the country, across Leashoffley and Westmeath, who do suffer with loneliness. And it's uh, on this basis that uh, we bring the charity alone onto health and fitness uh, this evening. Frank Dillon's the head of communications, and he joins us. Frank, thanks very much for taking our call. Good evening, David, and thank you very much, and happy Christmas to you and your listeners. Yeah, same back to yourself. Um, This is a big issue, and it is a difficult time of year uh, for people who probably find it difficult enough getting through the other 11 months uh, of the year, uh, but particularly at Christmas, we just feel isolation an extra few percent, don't we? I think we do, and it's a, a lot of it is around, you know, the, the 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 marketing and the hype of Christmas, you know. But you know, everybody getting together, and you know, you have to be you have to be with people, and then and family come together. And for some people, it, it's it's just not possible. And, and they have, as you rightly say, they've lived the, the rest of the year alone. Or what we're also dealing with is a lot of people who are alone for the first time this Christmas due to a loss or a, or a significant life change. And it really is. It's it's um, it can be a lot more difficult to that, and a lot of people just waiting for everything to get back to normal um, at the end of it. So it's it's something that we're we're very aware of and alone. For the charity itself, what have you prioritised in terms of your messaging over the course of this festive period? Well, we launched our Christmas campaign, um, share your warmth with Dr. Maureen Gaffney. Um, earlier in the month and it's very much about just asking people to look just be cognizant you know one in four people over 65 live alone some of them quite comfortably living alone and quite comfortable in their own skin but a lot of people and a lot of loneliness happens behind a closed door and we just ask people to be give a couple of extra minutes to that conversation where you pass the time of day and as you rightly said at the start of the show everyone's busy everyone's busy but it's just a time to think about others and say how are you? How are you doing? You know, calling in to say Happy Christmas. 
and uh, as Maureen Gaffney said herself, look, if, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and at least if somebody says, look, I'm fine, I'm happy, you know, that's it, at least you know you tried, you know. Yeah, there's a few key points as well that if you do know someone who is living on their own and they might be elderly, uh, like the obvious things, but they mightn't occur to us initially about if you do pop over and, and, and say hello, you want to make sure that they're, they're, they're comfortable, they're able to eat, that their homes are warm, all this type of thing. I think that's it. It starts with hello, but beneath the surface you might find that there's other practical supports you can offer. And um, whether it's, it's, you know, for people who rely on solid fuel, sometimes it's about just, you know, offering to bring in some of the fuel into the house. Carrying and lifting can be a challenge for some people. And it's about, you know, checking that the, the lights are on and the heating's on because, you know, heating is a, it's, it's not a comfort issue for people in older age. It can be a health issue. And, uh, and the supports are there. I know we've had seen the headlines of, of rising energy prices, but there are supports there to keep everybody warm and safe mm-hmm. this winter. Then let's look at things with a little bit more focus on uh, the Midlands area. Um, fill us in about what the picture looks like there heading into this season. So, so far this year, we've supported over 3,800 older people um, across the Midlands area. And those supports would come from, we offer a support coordination service, which is run by our staff where we will be able to coordinate different supports that people might need. We assess what they need and then we we try and fill in the supports around that. And that can range from anything from a needle to an anchor. It could be around filling out a housing application form. It could be around applying for fuel allowance. It could be as practical as as fixing a broken appliance. Alone itself, it's an organisation by your own description uh, or by the charity's own definition that enables older people to age at home. Um, why is that important from Malone's perspective? I think it's it's important from society's perspective as much as anything. It, it's very important to Malone that people are able to age well and comfortably within their community. And it's not just about, you know, hanging on in the house. It's about thriving in the house and about thriving in their homes and about feeling supported and whether that support is to end and isolation and loneliness or whether it's just simple practical supports around the house itself or around plugging people into the community through social prescription and, and, you know, pointing people towards what's available in their area. It's about just, you know, being that extra bit of support that will connect people with society, make them age well at home and be comfortable. Okay, and if anyone listening actually is motivated by what they're hearing, and they would actually like to get involved with Athlone, uh, with Alone, I should say. Um, that's something that you guys would invite people uh, looking to, to, to use their free time to maybe help out. Very much so. We, we have over 700 volunteers across the Midland area, and we're always looking for more because they really are needed um, to be matched with older people. Mm. And they can also support on the telephone line if it's not, you know, people don't have transport or... You know, they're, they're limited in, their, in getting out and about themselves, but we have support. We offer telephone support and befriending across the Midlands area, and that's something that people can volunteer for, and they can just make phone calls, you know, and talk to people. And, and you know, they're very useful for, like, prompting medical appointments, prescription times, all those sort of things, or sometimes just chatting, you know, and just, just connecting with people. So we are looking for volunteers. You can find out more on our website, alone.ie forward slash volunteer, it's just a good way to get all the information ahead of making a decision like this. 
And then, of course, you can call us and we can talk you through the process on the phone. We have a national support and referral line that's open all over Christmas mm. for anyone, any older person who feels they need the support or if you have somebody you're concerned about, then the number is 0818 222-024 and as I say it's over open seven days a week all over Christmas Okay and anecdotally I'm sure you you hear in, to some degree the kinds of experience that people have who do volunteer for, for a loan I imagine uh, from a human perspective it's good for all of us when we can find the time some of us don't have the luxury but if we can find the time um, it's it's actually nourishment for the soul finding a way to volunteer for something it really is, and we get that feedback, you're right, from the, from a lot of the volunteers, especially in the Midlands area, where they'll say that it's just, it's rewarding. It's, it's you know, they get something out of it. And, and it, we know from research we've done with um, Trinity College around, we know that the, the intervention itself has an impact and a positive impact on the health and well-being of the older person, but it also has an impact on the volunteer. And, and it can be... It can be, it, you know, it's it's a commitment, but it's a commitment that we found is very worthwhile for people if they have that time in their day. Yeah. Again, if you're concerned about an older person that uh, you uh, either live close to or that you know, or indeed if you're listening and you are looking for support, 0818-222-024 for a loan, uh, Head of Communications with the charity, Frank Dillon. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us on Health and Fitness this evening. David, thank you very much, and it's a great show, and Merry Christmas to you and your listeners again. We're about to celebrate community spirit through the memory of a talented footballer and rugby player who's inspired the Bo Jackson Cup. You'll find out what's happening on the 30th of December next. Health and Fitness with David Hollywoods. Across the Midlands, every year there's... There's always really great events taking place. A lot of them are fundraisers and memorials. And uh, there was one that caught my eye in the build-up to to this particular uh, festive season. And I thought it was one that we should and could highlight on health and fitness this evening because it speaks to some of the values that like, we do like to get out there uh, from the show's uh, platform here on Midlands uh, 103. I'm very glad to say I am joined by a brace of Niles, Niall Hannon and Niall uh, McClarney, uh, both of whom are here to pay tribute to Robbie Cooney and to tell you about the Bo Jackson Cup, which is taking place uh, next week. Um, Niall Hannon, I'm going to start with yourself. Uh, thanks again for taking the call here. The Bo Jackson Cup, uh, tell us all about it first. That's probably the best way to start. Yeah, David, I suppose um, the Bo Jackson Cup is uh, going to be an Aussie Rules game between Mullingar Rugby Club and Ballycommite GA Club on Saturday the 30th of December at 2 o'clock in Mullingar Rugby Club. Um, basically, what we are going to do is we're just trying to uh, bring awareness for mental health and at the same time kind of honouring Robbie Cooney who was a big member in both clubs over the years um, and then to kind of to build on the event we have Rory Stories is going to manage Bally Camille and then uh, Buda Mangan who would have won a Leinster medal with Westmead in 04 is going to manage the rugby club and Brezzy is also going to manage the rugby club and then we have uh, Barry Kelly who refed two Harlan All-Irelands is going to ref the, uh, the game for Sunday also and then to lead on from just the game itself, we're doing um, a memory wall in the club on the day. So for any kind of family or friends or just people in the community who would have lost anybody in similar circumstances, 
can uh, have a photo on the day kind of put up on the wall just to kind of remember that person and just to kind of bring awareness to it. And then we also have uh, some local councillors on the day and some mental health charities who are going to come along and kind of set up a stand and just kind of, I suppose, be there. Just People want to just kind of get more information or kind of uh, find out what's around the community and what's available to them. That's also going to be there. And then, um, I suppose, for further information, we have an Instagram page called the Robbie Cooney Memorial Cup. So people can find links for online donations. There's a link tree with a QR code that will send you to four or five different councillors working in the Midlands area. And uh, just then some general information kind of on what event is going to take place in the day. There'll also be um, a couple of people from AFL Ireland are coming up on the day and they're going to run a kind of a, a kids kind of introductory session to AFL from one o'clock to two o'clock. And there'll also be some kind of face painting and kids games and stuff just for younger kids, just something to do when the game's going on. And that's kind of the, the gist of the, the game itself. No, what's I'll- going to happen on I'd say that's not necessarily the gist. That is literally everything that's happening. Uh, fair play. Uh, you did great in, in giving us a comprehensive rundown of what's going on there. Now, McClarney, uh, I'll ask you to talk to us about uh, Robbie. I know both of you knew him, um, but I've got a picture of him here in front of me uh, from uh, an online piece. And he looks like he's got... He, he, there's a smile there that would light up a room. And obviously, the two clubs coming together... It sounds like he was the type of character uh, who, in his absence, has inspired some great things to happen. You must love what you're seeing and hearing in relation to stuff like the Bo Jackson Cup. Oh yeah, of course. Robbie was a real, uh, he was a real people person. Um, like no matter how busy he was, he'd always he'd always stop for a chat. And um, it's unbelievable how many people knew him. Um, from his time, he was a farm advisor, so he would have met a lot of people around Westmead and Mead, Cavan area. And then he would have spent a bit of time. He travelled in America and Australia, and um, just the amount of people that that he met and made friends with. And even myself, I've met a lot of people, good friends now over the years, met through him as well. So um, the amount of people that have jumped in to organise this event is it's just unbelievable now that want to get involved and raise awareness for Mental Health Ireland. It's, it, and it's, I think a lot of the times when these events take place, there's a certain idea and the idea gets carried out and that's great. Uh, but what's being done uh, between the two clubs and with everyone that's uh, pitching in and taking part and uh, all the different things that are happening within the event, uh, no one's leaving anything on the table here. It's uh, 100% effort to raise funds and awareness for mental health. Oh yeah, of course. And um the the event is just kind of there's so many people involved in it now that are just uh, uh donating their time. Um it's kind of just it's happening so quick and so easy as well because there's people coming from um all different areas that know someone that can that can contribute uh to the event. So it's uh, I just can't believe how how big it's getting and it's it's going to be a great day. Something that uh, would probably have blown Robbie's mind presumably. Oh yeah, Robbie was always always the one to uh, organise a bit of a get together or um, fundraising. Robbie was was a great man for fundraising, um, and that was fundraising in Mullingar or Ballycamile. He was always the one to, uh, to raise the most money. 
Good stuff. Um, Niall Hannan, then, uh, from a Mullingar rugby club perspective, you must be proud that the, the club is uh, involved in something like this and, and it, it, the nature of how it's being carried out. I imagine the atmosphere will be um, something to savour when it comes to the 30th of December. Oh, very much so. It's, um, it's something to look forward to. Like Robbie and his family would be uh, lifelong members of the club, so they'd be well known. Like His dad would have played, his older brother would have played. Then Robbie himself obviously played over the years as well, so they'd be well known around the club. And then it's just it's just something nice now for people to kind of to, to gather around over Christmas and to look forward to. And it'll show it's going to show both clubs in their best light, and kind of the amount of people that are willing to to get involved. And, e- and even people that have nothing to do with either club now are, are looking to get involved in the game on the day or, or what can they contribute in any way, shape, or form. So it's from something that started out was a very small idea, but maybe kind of a five side type mindset is after going into something that's getting big on social media with all these different people who want to get involved in it. That's it. That's 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 why I wanted to talk to you guys about it because it jumped out at me as being such a brilliantly formed uh, exercise in community support which is what's going on on that day ultimately and um, it's bringing people together. It's exactly uh, what communities need to to, to, to make their way through uh, their time in their life and uh, uh, both of you um, I thank for joining us on Health and Fitness uh, Niall McClarney and uh, Niall Hannan um, the Bo Jackson Cup in memory of Robbie Cooney uh, wishes all the very best with it and uh, hopefully for many more renewals to come in the future Cheers David thanks so much for your time thanks very much David That is the last Health and Fitness of 2023 done and dusted I'll be back in the new year It's been a genuine privilege presenting health and fitness and having your company. Health is happiness, so have yourself a very happy Christmas. Joe Cooney's next with Country Roads. I'll talk to you soon.